0: Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest is United States Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack. We'll hear from him after this. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on CattleUSA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, chat at 605-870-0697, or wade at 605-730-1801. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has created a new pilot program hoping to provide more opportunities for small and medium-sized beef processors across the country. Secretary Vilsack shares the details of the remote grading pilot for beef.
1: One of the small things that uh, can make a big difference, uh, when you go in the grocery store and you see uh, a label that suggests that you're going to buy a steak or a piece of beef that's prime or you're going to buy a uh, uh, it's meat that's, its choice or sl- You say to yourself Hey, that, that must be a pretty good piece of meat It's prime That must be, that must be really delicious well, What you need to know is to, to be able to do that You actually have to have it graded Somebody's got to actually look at the carcass And say yes, that qualifies That meets the standard In the past Those graders are physically In the facility Grading on a regular daily basis The cost of that individual being in a facility amounts to about $114 an hour. Now, if you're a large processing facility, that's a cost of doing business because you've got a lot of carcasses going through and you can do a lot of grading in eight hours and you can do a lot of sales and you can get a lot of added value that will help compensate for the $114 you're paying for that grader. But if you're a small operation... And you're only doing a handful of carcasses every week? It doesn't compute. So you don't get the benefit of being able to say to your customers, this is prime, this is choice, this is select. Well, what difference does it make? Well, it turns out that if you can put that choice label on it, you might be able to get $300 more for that carcass than you would otherwise get. Uh, If you can put the prime label on it, it might be $600. Now, if you're a small producer small processing facility 300 600 carpetcut that's that's significant resources that's the difference between being in business and being out of business but you can't afford that person being there because they can't you can't justify 114 dollars an hour so how to solve this well last year in 20 operations across the country we said well, what if we did this what if we train people to take really good photographs of the carcass so the people grading it could see what they would see if they were looking at the carcass in real time and what if we that grader was someplace else and had a few minutes in the day to look at that photograph and to make a determination of well that looks like it's prime that looks like it's select whatever and what if instead of charging 114 dollars an hour you just simply said to the grader how many minutes did you spend looking at that photograph, making that determination. And the grader will say, well, eight minutes. Well, that's a heck of a lot less than $114 an hour. That can be $15, $16 an hour. Now, all of a sudden, it makes financial sense. So today, we're announcing uh, what we refer to as the remote rating pilot. Um, it's going to be available to any facility, any processing facility that does not currently have a full or part-time grading system in place. So anybody who meets that definition is eligible to participate in this program. Um, It's going to be the same level of compliance. Uh, Right now, uh, about 90% of graded beef in this country is done in large packing houses. We'd like to change that percentage because that gives producers and that processing, uh, small processing uh, opportunity, uh, expanded opportunity. Um, We did a feasibility study in 2023. We know this works. Uh, And we're only going to charge the producer for the time spent reviewing the pictures and making the determination. Um, There's going to be a webinar that explains this new program on January 25th at 3 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Mountain time. So I would encourage anybody to uh, who's interested in this to take a look at the webinar. Uh, if you are uh, interested and you want to do some research on this, uh, uh, on the ams.gov website, uh, ams.gov backslash remote dash beef dash grading, ams.gov backslash remote dash beef dash grading, um, you'll have all the information about this program. And this is all part of this effort. And let me conclude by saying why this is important. It's important because we at USDA are deeply concerned about the accelerated loss of farms and farmland that we've experienced in the last 40 years in this country. The man who had this job uh, in 1981, a fellow by the name of Bob Berglund, as he was leaving office, expressed concerns about the fence row to fence row focus on production Focused on uh, on on high production, that the United States had uh, essentially adopted in the 1970s as our policy, our approach to agriculture. Uh, he was concerned that it might lead to a loss of farms and farmland, and he felt that that would have an impact on rural communities. Well, since he wrote that paper in 1981, we've lost 437,300 farms. Now, to give you a sense of how many farms that is, that's every farm today in the following states, North Dakota and South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, and Colorado, every farm. That's how many farmers we've lost. In addition, in losing those farms, we also saw a loss of farmland since that report was issued. We've lost 141 million acres of land that was in farming that's not in farming today. Now, that's an extraordinary statistic from two standpoints. One, because it's a lot of land. It's it's Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Maryland combined. So take a look at the map someday and just take a look at those states and go, man, that's a lot of farmland. But it's also amazing because, it's, because the level of production in U.S. agriculture has been extraordinary, notwithstanding the fact that we don't have 141 million acres in production. It's really amazing what farmers have done. They've done exactly what the government suggested they do, which is to be more productive. But there's a price to that. And the question is whether or not we can figure out a way to balance the need for great production, which is important for the world, for food security for this country and for the world. While also providing the opportunity for small and mid-sized producers to stay in business. Because when they stay in business, their communities stay in business. Mm -hmm. If you have 437,000 fewer farms and farm families, you got a lot less kids going to school in those rural schools and those schools have to merge. You got a lot fewer people going to that small town Main Street business and that business closes up and you got a dollar store or Walmart. You got a lot fewer people living in that community, which means they can't support a dock or a hospital, so now you got a clinic and you have to hope they got telemedicine available. It's a societal fabric that gets impacted by this.
0: Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way that's one benefit but not all for more information see Sioux nation in fort Pierre, south dakota so
1: the ability to create opportunities for small and mid-sized producers to stay in business and to prosper with multiple ways of securing income beyond just simply selling a basic commodity which is what this is about it's an opportunity for value added here it's a new uh, income here a new income here it's better prices here it's a better shake in the market here it's new markets there. It's new commodities here. And fertilizer will be making announcements uh, at the Farm Bureau uh, convention a few days about more support for fertilizer production here in the U.S., lowering costs and making us less dependent on foreign sources. You put this together, and now all of a sudden you've got an opportunity. You put it together, and you're able to make sure that those small and mid-sized producers maybe make a buck. Now, why do I say that? And I'll finish with this. I say that because we've had three of the best years in the history of the United States in terms of farm income. Net cash farm income in the last three years is the best it's been at least in 50 years and arguably ever. Now, if you went around and talked to farmers at the stock show, you might have a hard time finding any farmer to believe that. Now, why is that? It is because of the distribution of that income. 89% of that income Was enjoyed by 7.5% Of the farms 7.5% of the farms Represent the farms that sell more than $500,000 in sales every year They are the largest of farms They're great Tremendous Very productive Very efficient They only produce 68% of everything we grow So they get a premium for their Efficiency They've done exactly what the government's asked them to do. and They've done it incredibly well. But that means that nearly 2 million farming operations had to share 11%, which means nearly 50% of our farms didn't make any money at all. And 40% or so made money, but they needed an off-farm income, an off-farm job to keep the farm. That's not sustainable. And when a country depends, as we do, on young men and women coming from small towns to serve in their military in disproportionate numbers, the more you shrink those communities, the more difficult it is to have all volunteer military. So whether it's the survival of small communities, fairness, national security, there are a lot of reasons for us to continue to focus on this.
0: With Agriculture In-Depth brought to you by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.